0: Thank you for joining in with us again today. It's uh, wonderful to have you with us. You know, there's many options that you have during this time, and uh, we're just thankful that you have joined in with us. Church family, we love you. We miss you. Uh, To all of our friends and family, um, we hope that you uh, are able to receive something, something today as we continue with our series that we began last week. We're talking about our emotions, and what does God say about our emotions? And I think during this uh, particular crisis that we are in and having to stay home and things not being opened, uh, specific needs maybe not being met, we're experiencing some emotions maybe that we haven't in a long time or maybe on a whole new level we're experiencing a set of emotions. And uh, we need to know how to deal with those. We need to know how to guard our hearts uh, during those times. And so um, we've even talked about how our perception Of our relationship with the Lord. We could be seeing that on a whole new level. For example, maybe we trusted God in a specific area or we thought we did, but this current crisis has changed that up a little bit where we didn't think we were fearful. We're fearful as we talked about last week, but God can help us through these times. Today, what I want us to look at is the emotion of sadness, um, because this may... This is probably definitely a feeling that some of you are experiencing during this time, Uh, not having relationship with some of your friends, um, being quarantined at home, Uh, For some, it may be as simple as not being able to watch sports on television because there's nothing like that, nothing uh, of those things that are going on right now. And so on many different levels, you can experience sadness. Maybe there's someone in your family who's been sick. um, And this doesn't have to necessarily just deal with this this current crisis. I know that there are many out there, you've lost a loved one, uh, you've lost a job in the past, and so sadness can creep in. So I want us to look today at how we can deal with sadness according to God's Word. And so I want to begin really by just sort of a confession on my part, an area where I've experienced sadness even recently. I think many of us did on Easter Sunday morning. Um, We were not able to gather together like we normally do and uh, join in as a church family as we celebrated the resurrection. Um, we had to do it in our own homes and so for a lot of people that I've heard from that was just great sadness and even in my own life that whole day I was just off. It, even though I was excited about the resurrection we celebrated at home there was just a deep sadness that I was feeling because of everything that was happening. So have you ever been there? Are you there now where you're experiencing sadness and within your emotions? And um, you're just wanting to not feel that emotion anymore. Well, we're going to see how sadness is an emotion that we have been given. We do experience that, but how do we deal with that? What is our reaction when we face uh, the sadness? Uh, the quarantine has thrown many people off due to job loss, loss of connections. Maybe your plans have been deferred. And as a matter of fact, in Proverbs thirty-one, 12, I'm going to start out with this scripture. It says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Now that word deferred is the same as delayed. So maybe hope has been delayed a little bit. Some of the hopes and dreams, you had vacation plans, you had home improvement plans, uh, birthday parties, anniversary, weddings, whatever they may be. And those things have been postponed for a little while. And what we read here in Proverbs, the writer says, That that hope, when it's deferred, it makes the heart sick. Uh, But of course, the opposite of that, but a dream fulfilled, is the tree of life. Now, hope deferred does not mean that what we have hoped for will never happen. But in that particular season, when we're not able to experience the joys that we have in the past, it's been deferred, and there is a sadness, almost a depression that can set in at that time so what this verse does for me and what i hope it does for you as well is shines a spotlight on where we place our hope or whom we place our hope within and of course that needs to be jesus and we understand that so the goal of today is to understand that our hope must be in jesus even during this season when hope is deferred, when the things that we were uh, desiring, when the plans that we have have been put off for a while, that our hope is still in the Lord uh, during these times. Without this understanding that our hope is only de- delayed and not necessarily erased, but just delayed, we, we can become saddened. But we can also understand this, that that hope is not put off forever. And so I want us to look at that. Ultimately, our hope is in Jesus. Psalm 119 verse two says this, joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. So of course we understand that that's where true joy comes from. And that's from our savior who is Jesus. Um, In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Um, To my church family, I mentioned this, I believe it was at the end of last year, that God has begun an awakening within me um, and that's still continuing just of the presence of jesus and how important his presence truly is because within his presence there is fullness of joy when i begin to think about all the good things that god has done over my life even in the situations of life where um, i've been sad where hope has been deferred where something hasn't happened that i had hoped for then I begin to think about Jesus and all that he has done. And while it doesn't take away necessarily the, the sting of that sadness or the, the hope that has been deferred, priority begins to shift at that moment. And I can understand that, yes, while this doesn't ha- that hasn't happened, my focus, when it's on Jesus, healing begins to come in within my heart in those moments. We must understand that sadness isn't a, an acquired emotion. In other words, peop, someone didn't have to teach you to be sad. It's an emotion that I guess you would say maybe came with who you are at different times in your life. Even, maybe it's come upon you suddenly where you thought you were okay and then sadness just came upon you. Somebody didn't teach you that. It's an emotion that we have been given so that we can deal with life and, and how to um, react to things that may uh, happen to us. But we want to understand our reaction in these times must be based upon God's word. God can guide us through these times and we can have a proper perspective in the midst of sadness. In fact, when you look at the Bible, there are whole books that are written out of sadness. The book of Lamentations. You look at David's life, even as you read through the Psalms. And of course, many other writers and many other books within there uh, will talk about sadness and how to deal with those moments. Sadness must never be suppressed. We have to deal with this. Jesus wept over Jerusalem when he understood that she had not turned to him as he was hoping. He came for his people, Jerusalem, so that they would trust in him and have relationship with the Father. They would understand the great love that the Father had for them. And so Jesus wept over Jerusalem when they rejected him. You see, sadness is not a sin. It's the way that we express disappointment or loss or something being delayed. So sadness isn't wrong. So in the midst of this, what is the proper way to deal with sadness? Because we know it's an emotion that we are going to experience. First of all, don't allow your brokenness to be your focus. For example, you've heard this before that we can have tunnel vision at times to where maybe we're in a moment of sadness and that's all we can see is the problem or the situation that is at hand. But God has invited you and me to see life's situations and circumstances from his point of view. Colossians 3:1 says this: Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. See, there's that heavenly perspective that God has invited us to view life from, from the realities of heaven and not the realities of earth. Now, yes, we do have to deal with the things that are here, but God wants us to give, wants to give us a proper focus of the reality that we are in in that moment. So look from God's perspective. You can even ask him to help you see from his perspective during this time. Maybe you're caught in this emotion of sadness or whatever you're experiencing, and you, you can invite him, you can ask him, Lord, will you show me your plan through all of this? God, will you show me how to properly deal with this sadness that I'm experiencing? David said this in Psalm 23, 4. He said, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So it was a dark place that David was walking through. And he asked God for his help in in all of this. He said, when I'm walking through this situation of life, I don't have to be afraid. Don't have to experience that motion uh, as we talked last week about fear but he understood that God was close beside me and that he was not only receiving protection, which we addressed fear last week, but this week comfort me. You know, we're experiencing that comfort maybe even in the midst of sadness that God is providing that. David was able to gain a heavenly perspective. You ever noticed how the things of this world can easily cloud our heavenly perspective and it's almost like as you begin to pray, you almost snap out of it from time to time? I want to encourage you today. Ask God to help you. And He will. He'll do that for you. Romans 15, 13 says this, I pray that the God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's that word that we're looking at again today. uh, that, That idea of having hope as we started out with the first scripture today when we were talking and it said, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. So there's that whole idea. May the God, the source of hope, fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God who is the source will give you the hope that you need in the midst of sadness. That word, joy, means delight. In the middle of the sadness that I was experiencing on that Sunday, I began to reflect on Jesus and what he had done. I began to delight in the Lord, and that's what he invites us to do, and that's gaining that heavenly perspective. Now, was the whole day that I all of a sudden become Mr. Joyful? No, it took me a little bit to get through that, to be quite honest, but God did help me through. He helped me begin to see from an eternal perspective. Secondly, to deal with sadness, we can redeem the emotion of sadness. Matthew 22, if you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles with with you uh, as you're watching this today. Matthew 22, we're going to begin in verse 37, and we're going to go through verse 39, talking about redeeming the emotion of sadness. Verse 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. Now what in the world does that have to do with sadness and redeeming uh, the emotion that's there? First of all, surrender everything to the Lord. God is inviting us to do that, that we surrender everything to the Lord, who we are, that we love him, that we love other people. And that's, that's talking about a surrender that is there. Luke 12, 29 says, and don't be concerned about what to eat, what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom above all else and he will give you everything you need. You know, God knows your needs already, and as he tells us in Matthew to love God with all of our heart, to also love our neighbor, the focus then becomes separate from who we are. Maybe I should say it this way. The focus then turns off of ourself into loving and honoring God and to loving and honoring other people. You maybe have heard this before, that uh, one of the ways that depression can be treated is to go out and serve other people. Why is that? because the attention turns from self to other people uh, in those moments, and so we love God, we love others. Um, As it goes on in Matthew, we understand that God knows our needs already, so we seek his kingdom, understanding that God is going to take care of us. So when our hope has been deferred, God, you're gonna bring this around, You, you will take care of us. When you meet with God regarding your sadness, Expect to walk away with a word from God that will redeem your sadness. Enter into his presence. Be with God. Pray. Maybe you need to take a few moments, get away from the family, go outside for a few moments, uh, uh, hide yourself away in in a particular room if you have to do that, and begin to seek the Lord and say, God, I need your joy today that you would take this sadness and that you would redeem this, Lord. Thirdly, to deal with sadness, celebrate his presence. And I referred to that uh, as we were opening up today, but celebrate the presence of the Lord, because there's nothing that's sweeter than the presence of God. All of our emotions can be redeemed whenever we're meeting with the Lord. He is the one who created us and he understands everything that we are going through. I want to read you you a few scriptures out of the Psalms. And so I'm just going to go through these quickly. and, And if you're there at the table, you can write these down or go back and watch this again later. But Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. There's that heavenly focus. God shows us the way of life. He grants us the joy of his presence. Psalm 3011. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. We're celebrating the presence of the Lord. And what is he doing? He's giving us his joy. He's taking of that sadness and giving us his joy. Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds. See, that does not deny the fact that we go through times of sadness or, or wounds that, that we may have in our life. In fact, it acknowledges that we do have bandages uh, over our wounds. It does acknowledge the fact that we have broken hearts. But to start out, it says he heals those things. So allow God to do that in your heart today. And then finally, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Maybe that's you today. Maybe your spirit, you feel like it's just crushed because of life and as it's happening right now. Maybe your heart has been brokenhearted because of what you're not able to do. Hope has been deferred. But the Lord is close to you. Maybe this is not something that you're experiencing during this time. Hang on to these words because we will all experience the emotion of sadness throughout our life at some point. But God promises that he is close to those who call out to them, to, who call out to him because of their brokenheartedness. God will rescue you. We're going to pray in just a few moments, but I want to encourage you to go over the questions that you received in the email or that's there on the Facebook page uh, if you're watching there. There's a few questions that you can answer alone, that you can answer with your family, um, that you can even discuss and talk about. You know, we need each other during these times as well, especially sadness, someone that you can um, just receive encouragement from or someone that you can encourage. So go over these four questions uh, that you have listed there. And... um, Watch God do some amazing things in your life just in redeeming these emotions that we're experiencing during this time because God loves you. And if you've never received Jesus as your personal savior today, as I'm closing in prayer, I wanna give you an opportunity to do that because God promises to be close to you as well. You just have to receive his son Jesus as Lord of your life and that's confessing of your sin. Lord, I have been a sinner, I am a sinner, and I recognize that I need a savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died upon the cross for my sins. And I choose to receive life today through Jesus. And you can pray that prayer uh, as we're closing out today. And if you're doing that, please let me know. Uh, you can respond through email. You can message me on Facebook Messenger. Um, any, any ways like that, you can uh, email us here at info at livingabundantly.org to let us know that you've uh, chosen to be a, a Christ follower today and we'll be able to celebrate with you. So let's close in prayer today. Father, I'm so grateful for each person who's been able to join in today. And I know that there may may be many out there today who are experiencing sadness and uh, it could be overwhelming at times. So God, I pray that you fill us with your joy and with your peace and help us to properly deal with this emotion of sadness that we may be facing. Or Lord, just to tuck it away, this teaching that we've had today so that in the future, we can ask you, Lord, for a heavenly perspective that will get us through these emotions that we're facing. And Lord, for those who maybe are receiving Jesus for the first time today by, re- by confessing of their sins and receiving Jesus as Lord of their life, God, I pray that you assure them by the presence of the Holy Spirit that they have received life today. And I thank you for each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and we hope to see you back here next week.